Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we are talking to Erica Kasupanen. She was the winner of Survivor Season 41 and DM'd me to tell me that listening to the manifestation episodes on Know Your Aura podcast helped her manifest her Survivor win. So I want to ask her all about exactly what she did. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Well, well, first, right off the bat, Erica is a sweetheart. She came down all the way from Canada. Wow. She brought us maple syrup. <laughs> she brought us a hockey stick signed by the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot of gifts. And she's also currently in our green room. And this is actually a first. She's creating alliances with our furniture. <laughs> so right now, the lamp has moved. She's moved the lamp over to the couch. So I believe the couch and the lamp are the first alliance. Whoa. Yeah, so it's great to have her here. We haven't watched Survivor in actually a really long time. That's like another story. We can't because you get too upset. You get too upset. So we can't watch Survivor. So I went on YouTube and there's a lot on Survivor on YouTube. So I watched um, like a little rundown of her season from like all, everything that she did to win. And amazing to me. I mean, she's got to know she's purple-blue. We'll ask her. She's purple-blue aura. Purple-blue. Amazing to me that, I mean, a purple-blue won it, being purple-blue. Yeah. I mean, I would think mostly only red-blues would win it, but I guess she won it purple-blue. So what does that mean, I guess? So, yeah, so I actually pulled up, like, a bunch of the past winners or whatever, and a lot of them are green, and some are red. So here's the thing. In our society, what I've noticed is, is if you... You, if you're purple blue, for example, so that means that your gifts for winning in life have to do with your intuition and your empathy. So the fact that she used those two things, like she can read people, she knows when someone's slighted, she knows when to come in and help somebody, she knows how to talk to people, all that, using those skills and winning with them from our societal standpoint can be seen as sneaky, cruel, calculating, but that's how purple that's the purple blue gift and for some reason purple blues are only supposed to use those gifts for helping being you know and behind the scenes not you know being invisible not actually advancing themselves we're supposed to use it to advance others so i think that her doing this because it's a game okay like it's an actual game <laughs> like you're co- you're supposed to come on everybody's under the understanding that you're supposed to play as play the best of your ability that she didn't push that aside in favor of a more inauthentic game strategy I, you know it's applause worthy yeah. and again i like i said i haven't watched well, like you said i haven't watched the show in a while but i would think coming in as a purple blue or maybe like a real purple person they might actually come – they might have a little bit of advantage the fact that they're probably underestimated. Like the greens and the reds probably think that she'd probably be like the first one thrown off. Like, oh, we can get rid of her quick or something like that. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, and all the synopsis is um, – that was the big thing. Like she's constantly underestimated. Also, she's Filipino. She's a little tiny thing. She's like this little girl. She looks very young. You know, she's a woman. All the things in our society where we tend to not – give a lot of credit to people just based on our outward judgments of them. I mean, she used all of that. Yeah. And she powered through because of it. I mean, and the purple-blue aura. Right. Yeah. Now, she had the purple-blue going, but she also had the largest tool in her tool belt, which is 
she was a listener of Know Your Aura. She DM me. She listened to all the episodes. Yes. She used the manifestation skills that we've talked about or you've talked about mostly to help her win. This is what she wrote. I don't want to take too much of your time up. Of course, she says that because she's blue. Right. Just wanted to quickly share this since you're responding. Because, we, you know, I always try to respond to my DMs. So we we're already talking aura stuff. I'm a huge fan of KYA. And I started listening when the pandemic started. I recently won Survivor and truly used a lot of the manifestation techniques I learned from the podcast. I used the 12-12 meditation to really visualize what I wanted, et cetera. I just wanted to say thank you. I mean, I was like, oh, you have to come on and tell us. Your tips and tricks, right? which she's going to, you know, I'm going to ask her about. She's going to do that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, so let's just kind of recap some of those manifestation mm-hmm. tricks that we've talked about. We do have a manifestation journal. We do. You can purchase it on the website. Yes. Okay. We do. <laughs> just yes. putting that out there. You had to do the red aura plug. I did. Yeah, we have, um, we did a collab with Define Collections and we have this awesome manifestation journal. You can also listen to episode. I mean, there's, I have many, I try to do them after the new year a lot. But episode 114, which was some new techniques for manifesting for the new year, and episode 108, we talked about detaching from the outcome, really important um, for manifesting. But yeah, tips and tricks. I mean, just to kind of go over it, a lot of times, like using our own, as empaths, as people, a lot of you listening are more emotion-based people. So you feel things more than anything else. So a big thing I tell people is sit in the feeling that you want. Pretend. What are you going to feel like when you get what you want? Like whatever that thing is that you want, forget what it looks like. Forget it. Like what are you going to feel like? And really spend a lot of time trying to feel that way inside of you. That's a huge tip for manifesting. Can you do that, Scott? Unfortunately, I can't. <laughs> it's hard for you. It's hard for you to do that. Yeah. This is like manifesting for like empaths or whatever. Also, when you're stuck, like let's say you're stuck. You're like, oh my gosh, I've been trying it. You know, nothing's happening. I'm stuck in a rut. It's time to change it up. It's time to get real with yourself. You can have your moment where woe is to me. The universe hates me, which I hear from you a lot. <laughs> Like, why? We used to laugh. Like, why yeah. is God joking with you, like, I all mean, the time? Yeah, I was born at 1110, not 1111. <laughs> so that makes sense. Just makes sense. But if you're stuck in a rut and it's not happening, it's time to change it up. You got to change up your vibe. Maybe you start a new hobby. Maybe you learn a new language. Maybe you throw yourself into a cooking class. Maybe you start making things to look forward to in life. It's time to just change up your mindset Throw yourself out of your routine and try something new. It also might be time to change up your manifestation techniques. Sometimes people, the other thing is you get too stuck in the how. It has to happen this way. It can't happen that way. You got to let all of that go. You have to let go of the way it's going to happen. The universe knows best. Whatever you want to call the universe, God, whatever you want to call that, that energy knows best and knows your path the best. So you have to... Get out of your own way. I see a lot of yellows and greens and reds getting stuck in this because they're like, no, I can't you know, do this until this happens and this person has to say this. I see a lot of blues, indigos, turquoises, and even purples getting stuck in, well, if this happens, this person will be sad, so I can't do that because these people won't be pleased with me. All that stuff has to just go out the window. doesn't mean you don't have to care about it anymore. It just means you have to let it go and let the universe handle it. And also, you have to align to it. You don't travel to anything. It comes to 
you. There's nowhere that you have to go or nothing you have to reach or grab for. Rather, you have to align to the energy that that has. So if you want something, let's say you want to live in a certain neighborhood, and I really want to live here. This is where I want to live. This is where I want to send my kids to school. This is the lifestyle I want. Forget about how that's going to happen. Start feeling the comfort, the safety, the peace, anything that kind of you would associate with that. Start feeling that, and it will align to you. That's how anything happens. You have to, you have to kind of match the vibe, and then the vibe will reach you. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's great. All right. So that is my little quick pep talk right. for manifesting. For a lot of you who wrote and were like, how come you know, she manifested a win and I can't manifest my life? Like, what's right. the difference really? Is it luck or is it something that she's doing? Okay. You know, so I just want to give you some tips. Okay. Well, right now she's still in the green room and apparently the coffee table has been voted off the island. Oh. So she's actually removing <laughs> it from the green room. We've, again, we've never had a guest do this before. Uh, we have, all right, so we have a, uh, ad from Upstart, but when we come back, you have some questions for me because I personally think I could use my red blue to win Survivor. If you have multiple credit card balances each month and are only paying the minimums, barely making a dent in your credit card debt, it can be very discouraging. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit card score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash KYA. That's upstart.com slash KYA. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. We really appreciate that. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right, so Eric is still in the, the green room for a little bit longer. And, and I guess I think, you know, using Red Blue, I can use that to my advantage to win Survivor. Yeah. So there, you have some questions. I do. That you wrote down. I did. Okay, hopefully you can read my handwriting. I mean, I your mean, handwriting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to ask me those to see, you know, how far I would get. Would I be the first one kicked off? Am I going to make it to the final Survivor? They might, like, in the midst of a red rant like send you to exile island or something okay <laughs> that's possible i mean it's very possible i'd be the first one kicked off okay all right so here's my first question for you you arrive on the beach on the first day you see that your tribe is taking it slow building your shelter you also don't have fire what do you do all right so so i think i come out this really really red mm-hmm. like that that's my first thing you know i feel like i'm gonna start to tell the team hey you know, maybe you guys should speed up with the shelter, get this fire going. I'm going to kind of delegate a little bit here. Yes, okay. I can see that. Um, I feel people might at first get a little upset with me. So I think I might tell them something like this. Okay. Okay, so this is what I might say to them. This would be like a quote. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. 
I think you might be so sure that you're one in a million that sometimes you forget that you're just one of 11. Okay, so like... I heard that somewhere. Yeah. No, 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 you never did. You, I think you I never did. did. You never did. So anyway... Wait, isn't that Ted Lasso? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so anyway, what I would do is, you know, I delegate, then I'm going to go off. I'm going to say something like, hey, you know, I'm going to go fishing. You know, we need food too. Like uh, add a thing to it. So yeah. I go off. Probably going to go and relax for a little bit. Yeah, you're going to pretend. Yeah, I'm going to You do pretend. that at home a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to save my energy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, you know, everyone's going to be really disgruntled. So I'm going to say something like, taking on a challenge is like, a lot like riding a horse, isn't it? If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. But that's Ted Lasso too. Uh, okay. You only watch like the pilot of Ted Lasso and you're like... <laughs> Ready okay. for Survivor. It's not Ted Lasso. All right. Here's the next question. All right. Well, my next question is, it's time to solidify your alliance. How do you go about doing this? Okay. So now I'm really, really red. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I gave these inspirational quotes. People are already mad at me. <laughs> I say something like this. And one of the contestants happens to be named David. I'm not sure why. But it says, I say, David, stop acting like a disgruntled penguin. You know, like, just kind of get them going. That's from Shit's Creek. No, no, these are my quotes. These are my quotes. Um, you know, then, then I kind of want people to, to, you know, settle down. Um, and, you know, and maybe I just say something like, hey, look, all right, let, let's calm it down. I say, we can talk about this anytime you guys like, preferably not before 10 a.m. Because I'm really not a morning person. And that would really settle things down. Okay. <laughs> I think I see what's happening here. No, all right. All right. So, so far, I think I'm still on. I've not been kicked off yet. All right. All right. Let me have the third question. All right. Well, your third question is, you find the clue hidden immunity idol before the merge. What do you do? Okay. So I've given them my red. Yeah. Now I have to kind of start bringing in the blue. Okay. okay so I went real red. Now I'm going to start bringing in the blue. Um, so first I'm going to say something like, you know, what is, first of all, I'm like, what, first of all, what is this nonsense? You know, what is this immunity idol? I mean, why is this part of the game? I'm going to question that. Uh, I kind of maybe go around asking if this is a scam or something, you know, things I do. But then I say something like this. I don't have to go, I don't have a home to go back to. And here, I stand a chance at least. But now, but out there, I got nothing. Out there, nothing. I don't know what that means. Now, I might also say this in Korean, okay? So there's a possibility I would say this in Korean. That's quick game. I really have nothing out there. I have a I have a jersey on now. It says three two two. So, um, oh, is it the okay? Yeah. Okay, so at this point they might keep you just because yeah. you know you have like obviously some mental health issues and maybe you're not right. such a threat. They'll yes. just get you later. Yeah, and that's I, what I mean. If I was playing with you at this point, I'd be like, okay, he's entertaining. He can stay, and also probably not a threat. He's just a little wacky. Yeah, but I'm, all, you know, I'm playing on that emotion like that, you know, hey, I got nowhere to go. Oh, so you're trying to guilt them into keeping you. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing out the victim blue. I know. These players are ruthless on this show. All they right. don't really have a lot of, uh, they don't have that. All right. All right. All right. Well, give me the fourth question. Okay. It's the final five. Wow, you made it. Yeah. I'm wow, in the you final re- five. You're really, yeah. um, <laughs> you really have a lot of confidence. It's the final five, and it's time to solidify your final three deals who do you make a deal with okay so i've just gone victim blue but Mm -hmm. now i don't really feel comfortable in the victim blue state okay i want to get out of it so i'm starting to go back to to pivot i'm going to be red um i i basically you know say to everyone look here look friends don't lie 
Okay. Let, <laughs> friends don't lie. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock when I say this. Yeah, we get it. Okay. <laughs> weird. And, you know, this that, whole thing's weird. And I say to the remaining people, I say, you know what? And I, and I think at this point, I'm probably only hanging out with people that probably listen to KYA. Everyone else has been kicked off. Yeah, because like you're only, obviously, as Erica is telling us, you only make it if you listen to KYA yeah. on any and show. So it's me and like two KYA <laughs> listeners or five, four KYA listeners. And I right. say, nobody normal ever accomplished anything meaningful in this world. I don't know where that's okay. from. <laughs> nobody normal ever accomplished anything meaningful in this world. Maybe the listeners know. I think I insulted about. all the listeners, but... Um, <sighs> Yeah. Okay. So same as 11. All right. Here we go. So you're Last, saying all yeah. the KYA listeners aren't normal. Right. We'll own right. that. Okay. Yeah, including myself. <laughs> you're the final tribal counselor. Council. And a lot of people have been eliminated because of you. How do you convince them to vote for you? Okay. Hmm. So I've really done everyone wrong here. I've not pulled my weight. I didn't catch any fish. I didn't build a fire. Yeah. I basically insulted everyone. You're just walking around saying weird random quotes. And I have to appeal to their sensei now. I mean senses. Not their sensei. Their senses. Okay. (laughs) And there's like two kind of schools of thought on this one. So this is what I can do. First I can say, if I'm extra hard on you, it's because you have the ability to be better than me. Wow. If I'm extra hard on you, then you have the ability to be better than me. Yes. (laughs) And then you win. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Or oh, oh, if okay. I feel like that might not work, I'm going to go with the other school of thought. Mm. Okay. You do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. So it's either, you know, this school of training or that school of training. Wax on, wax off. Got it. Yeah. Okay. okay. And look, at the end of the day, I'm probably not going to win. And, I, you know, I just basically say, you know, to heck with it, just fold in the cheese. Okay. <laughs> I stopped caring where all these quotes came from. <laughs> okay. But I well, think it's great. If you're a listener, you got them all. Put it on the Facebook page. We'll see if you got them all right. Okay. 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 Well, all right. We have a couple of ads. We'll do those. And then we have Erica, the winner of Survivor. Hey, Scotty. Have you ever been just too damn high? Yeah. That one time when I was on Exile Island with nothing to eat and my tribe and abandoned me. Hey man, we've all been there. Today's weed can be tricky. Well, what else you got for me? Dad grass makes it easy. They're reviving the pleasure of the casual smoke with 100% organic hemp so you can chill out without the stress. Dad grass is legal organic smokable hemp and tinctures that relax your body and mellow your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints and tinctures are very low in THC and high in CBD so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. And if you're traveling this season, there's no need to worry. Take it with you wherever you go. TSA approved. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dadgrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. And now they offer the finest tinctures on the market. All the mellow goodness of Dadgrass in a bottle. No smoke required. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash K-Y-A. Go to dadgrass.com slash K-Y-A for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash K-Y-A. 
With hybrid work becoming the norm, the strongest teams have two things in common, speed and alignment. Both come from having one hub where everyone can share work and processes, manage projects, and collaborate with clarity. For companies of all sizes, Notion provides one central and customizable workspace that can be tailored to fit any team and bring all teams together to get more done and move faster. Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration tool that combines note-taking, document sharing, wikis, project management, and much more into one space that's simple, powerful, and beautifully designed. With powerful integrations and seamless navigation, you'll have everything you need in one spot so you can make speed your advantage without the silos and context switching that slow companies down. Plus, Notion has a worldwide network of millions of users creating templates, tutorials, and new inspiration. The product is getting better all the time, and you'll always have the support you need. Find out how Notion may be the missing piece your team needs to grow, get more done, and delight everyone who uses it in the process. You can learn more and get started for free at notion.so. You can check it out on your own and invite as many folks as you want to see how it works. Take the first step toward an organized, happy team today, again at notion.so. Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Well, I am here. This is pretty awesome with Erica Kasupanan from season 41. She's the winner of Survivor. And she's also a Know Your Aura listener, so she knows how to aura explain and aura talk and aura speak. Hey, Erica. Hi, I am so excited to be here. I'm such a huge fan. Oh my gosh. So I actually got a DM from you, and you were like, you were so sweet. And you're, I just want to thank you because you said something to the effect of, um, I guess, like listening to the manifestation episodes helped you manifest your win on Survivor. So I was like, we have got to have her on to talk about these tips and tricks that she used and like how you use them. So but first, do you know your aura? Um, okay, I have guesses, but I don't know because I have a friend I've learned who can read aura colors and he told me my colors and they were not at all what I thought they were. So I've, do people see different aura colors? Like not all of the, the systems are the same, right? I think so. Like um, the way that I see them, I kind of correlate with, I don't know, like I see what I see, you know? So then mm-hmm. I try to like just make them into the vibe so people can read them themselves even if they can't see them. But usually like the ones that I come up with, like kids come up with too. But do you oh. have a guess like what you are? Okay, so I would guess that I'm probably purple and yellow and maybe some blue. Yeah, I see a lot of purple and blue in you. Like, Oh, okay. And okay, and what's crazy is, is during, so I watch, you know, I see you now. Obviously, you also have purple hair. I see you now. <laughs> and then I see you during, um, like I was looking at pictures of you before this. I was looking at your pictures before. I was looking at your, um, I watched like a YouTube rundown of your whole journey on survivor and it's amazing because you really threw out different colors at different times which for me tells me like you're very self-aware of your energy and how to use it as a tool which I wonder if you are you aware of that because it's like it's it's not something I see often with people where you self-aware and you'll use it do you know what I'm talking about 
Yeah, I think so. I guess I never thought about it in aura energy, but a lot of the game I played was based on understanding how people perceived me. So I know that I'm I'm small, I have purple hair, I'm a woman of color. So I think I've always been underestimated in my life. So I would do things in the game and, and kind of like portray myself in a game where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make myself look even weaker. So you don't look at me and you don't think I'm a threat. Right. Cause you're, you're the first Filipino winner too. Is that right? Yes. Cause you're, and yeah. you're from the Philippines originally, right? You immigrated to Canada with your family. Yeah. How old were you when you, when you guys immigrated? I was probably, I think I was a baby. I think I moved in 1990 Okay. and I was born in 89. That's so cool. So what's, I mean, is Canada super proud of you by the way? Yes. Um, it's been awesome. Honestly, like the first few weeks have been a whirlwind. Like, well, since I had won, because normally after somebody wins Survivor, they do a bunch of press for a few days. But for me, it was like weeks and weeks. And still I get so many people reaching out to speak to me. And it's on it. Honestly, it's, it's been one of the best parts having so many people from Canada just get so excited and to feel like they can share in the victory too. Canadians are sweethearts. I, well, I'm from Buffalo, New York, which is very close to where you are. You're in Niagara Falls, Ontario, right? Yeah. So I live in Toronto now, but I grew up in Niagara Falls. So then when I would hear your podcast and hear about, I don't know, like you guys going to the Galleria and all of that, I'm like, oh my God, I used to go there as a kid. We'd go shopping there and we'd go to like tops and go grocery shopping. Yes, it's true. (laughs) Like all the Canadians would come over. I don't know if it's the Mm -hmm. same way anymore because I haven't lived there for so long because it's like, I guess at that time it was cheaper to shop over on our side. Is it still like that? I don't know. Do people do that? I don't know. I I think with COVID, like yeah. getting over the border is more complicated. So I feel like it's not happening it's anymore. It's not happening anymore. All mm-hmm. right. So back to the whole underestimated thing, because that was really cool the way that you, because usually, all right. So living your whole life, I guess, accepting that you feel other people as they underestimate you. Like that's not something you can shut out or block out. That's probably been since you were a kid. I mean, growing up, you know, being a different color than I'm sure a lot of people that you grew up with and different race and different ethnicity. And then you guys are, you know, your immigrant parents and things like that. So you must have, and you're blue. So you can really feel other people's feelings as your own. You're purple. You can really get their thoughts and pretty straight up, like mic drop truth, like about it. (laughs) And the fact that you are saying, like, you could use that to benefit you in this game, like, that's crazy self-awareness. So, Mm -hmm. okay, how do you say, like, how do I put this? Because this is what I really found exciting about your journey. When you were going through your journey, a lot of people didn't notice how you were I guess, because people don't understand, like, in the Survivor game, you it's really about people, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So explain, like, how you were able to shut down the fact that people weren't going to like you or people had things to say about. Like, how did you handle that? Because you being a blue and a purple, how did you handle mm-hmm. it? You know what? I think that, because originally I was supposed to be on Survivor when it filmed in March 2020. And then obviously nobody was traveling internationally in March 2020. So then I had the year before I got on the show again to film it in March, 2021. And I think that, so I feel it's interesting that um, you you don't see yellow on me. Cause when I look back at myself the last 10 years, maybe I was wearing a lot of yellow, but I felt like I had a lot of the yellow traits. And I think that if I had gone into Survivor in March, 2020, I think I would have played as someone who believes they need to be a yellow. Because I think that because of the life that, I don't know, just because of how I get perceived, I think I would always be trying to prove myself. I think I get frustrated thinking, is it me? Why aren't I able to like really break through and get to what I where I need to be? So I think that 
my preparation for the game in March, 2020 was like, okay, I'm going to watch every episode and take notes. I'm going to go to all of these gyms. I'm going to study game theory. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to be the perfect survivor player. And then during COVID, I realized like, oh, nobody has control over anything. Cause I feel like yellow people like to kind of have control over their everyday lives. Um, but I was like, oh, you don't have any control over anything. And I kind of, you know, went through difficult situations in the job I had at the time. I was working through things personally because you're just sitting at home and you're kind of stuck in your brain. And then that's how I started listening to Know Your Aura. I read so much Brene Brown. I, I went to a lot of therapy and I got to understand who I am and accept who I am and realize, oh, there's, there's the strengths, there's the, I say weaknesses with quotations and, if I just know myself and accept that, then instead of feeling down about how people kind of perceive me, I'm going to now take my self-awareness and combine that with what you think of me and use it almost as a weapon to be able to win. And I think that if I had played in March, 2020, I would have been so eager to prove like, oh, I'm the best survivor player on paper. Whereas this time around, I'm like, no, I know what I have. I know that I'm perceptive. I know I have social awareness. I know I'm strategic and I don't have a big ego about seeming like the best person. I just want to get to the end and win. I don't care if people like me or not. Not in like a, whatever I say, whatever, you know, not in that way, but more so like, I'm, I'm not trying to put on a show. I'm just trying to win. And I think that since I was able to really accept that and I didn't really care about proving anything to anybody, that's how I was able to really stay calm and, and be okay with whatever people were thinking about me or saying about me in the game. That's so powerful because like you had to let go of probably a really strong program belief that you would fit in, you know, or you had to, mm-hmm. yeah, you would act a certain way to survive or fit in, which is what we talk a lot you know, about here. And that's, that's not easy stuff. So it's interesting that you took that kind of, I guess it was, must've been like a blow really like, Oh, guess mm-hmm. what? It's going to be another year. And I just know, just knowing how like production stuff works, it's never like a hundred percent you're going. It's like, well, cause they probably can't give you like, Oh, for sure. Da, da, da. Like they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of string is that that's how production and casting kind of works. Right. For people that don't yeah. know it. Yeah. Yeah. They would kind of um, call me every two months and be like, okay, we're going to try to do it next <laughs> month. We'll try to do it next month. They're like, but we can't promise everybody's back on. So who knows? So I'm just like, okay, great. Is my life dream about to be ripped away from me for no reason? But I honestly, I think I'm always the type of person when something happens, I'm like, okay, some, this is supposed to make it better later, or I'm supposed to learn something. So I think the whole time I'm like, maybe I'm meant to play later. Maybe this is supposed to happen as I'm trying to make myself, make myself feel better from having a breakdown. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. So I know what you're talking about. Like you have to like take the less, you have to extract some lesson from it or you'll go nuts. You have to feel in, you have to put yourself in control somehow um, mm-hmm, that you'll get mm-hmm. some sort of silver lining out of it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Um, okay. So if it, and I guess a lot of my question was in that time, just even before going on Survivor, we're, and, and it's in, and probably it served you well, like doing a lot of the research and understanding like the different games that you'd be playing and prepping yourself foundationally that way. But that time that you had where you like kind of hit the wall and it was like, whoa, how did you, what kind of manifestation techniques did you use during that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a few, there's some that are crazy. I mean, there was one, I remember watching a, a YouTube, I think it was like watching a YouTube video and they were talking about writing a letter to the universe. Um, so I, this was before I found out that I would be back on season 41 in 2021. And it was saying like, oh, just write a letter to the universe, thanking it as if it's something, as if what you want, you already have. And I feel like I've heard you talk about this on your podcast too. So I thought, okay, I'll write a letter about winning Survivor 41. And at the time I didn't realize it was called Survivor 41, but I would refer to it as Survivor (laughs) 41. And, um, and I remember, yeah, like hearing from the podcast, like, I can't be specific about things that happen, but I have to be specific enough so there's room for the universe. So I, I wrote about, oh, I'm uh, thank you for ha- having me win. Thank you for me um, kind of breaking the glass ceiling and kind of being a trailblazer to represent different people. And the thing that's crazy is every single thing came true. And there was one section where I wrote, uh, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote it, but I'm like, oh, because I'm on Survivor. People like my parents and my parents and people who um, like were immigrants or people who feel like misunderstood, they'll be able to feel understood or validated watching me play the game. And like at that time, I don't know what I was thinking. Then I go back and I and I read it and I think about all of the kind messages I got from people saying, oh, I someone who looks like me is on TV or I know what it felt like to I made this metaphor at the end saying that. Um, I got, get treated like an intern, but I'm actually the one running the meeting. Like so many people reached out to me saying that they had felt like that. So I just couldn't believe that all of those things came true. Like I wasn't specific about this would happen in the game. This would happen, but I, I was really specific about how I wanted to feel and the impact after, and it all happened. I have chills. Like I have chills because I feel like your passion about it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like as you were writing it, you were probably like, oh my gosh, like I'm helping people which is probably mm-hmm. a big thing for you. Cause in your um, old life, <laughs> I read yeah. that you were a communications manager, which is like a, a very blue, blue person job, but with inauthentic yellow necessities to it. <laughs> so I would say mm-hmm. that, you know, having to step out of, I guess that world and into, I'm writing a letter to the universe now world. Was it easy for you to kind of just fall into that? Or was it something you had to work at? I guess a lot of people have a hard time getting in that mentality sometimes of woo-woo uh, or mm-hmm. what they consider woo-woo or whatever. How, how did that work for you? Was it hard or easy? I think it was something I had to work at. But I also think it's in my, so in my regular life and in the job I had at the time, I think that I was coming up against frustrations as someone who thinks that they're yellow, where I feel like I'm doing everything right. And I feel like I'm doing, you know, everything by the book and the things I should be doing at this point in my career. Why am I still running into certain roadblocks? Why am I still having these types of conflicts? So then I think that, yeah, for me thinking I was like a yellow, I think that that really messed me, that really messed with me. But then at the same time, I actually, um, so through the pandemic, I started taking these comedy classes online. I, I was like, okay, let me just like try it that because I'm so home cool. all the time. Okay. And I love this. I, yes. Okay. So it actually like um, really helped me because I ended up making friends with a, a few girls who 
also same as me, they kind of had their career um, sorted, let's say, but they weren't happy. And we were about the same age. And what's crazy is we all lived in the same neighborhood. Like one, one of the girls lived in the building across the street from me and we went on our balconies and we could see each other, but we would have never met had it not been for this class. So I think that we also created this community of people being like, I think that we were supposed to live one way, but that way is not working for us. So maybe we have to do it different. So I think in the past year, all, all of us have quit our jobs and moved oh into God. different careers. And now we're <laughs> so much happier. I see this a lot. Like even with the community on our Facebook page, like what happens is, is um, you, you meet on a soul level. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter, but you like who you are, backgrounds, like you said, you'd probably never would have met otherwise for a lot of different regular reasons. But when you met, it was immediately like, whew. and that's a really good tip too. You threw yourself out of your comfort zone. Like, taking comedy classes or doing something Mm -hmm. crazy like it puts you on a different vibe okay now you're in the game all right they fly you there Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know you're on the boat (laughs) like there's a camera in your face what are you Mm -hmm. like how do you deal i guess this is my question because this is um i don't know i'm just curious like you've done all this work you've been waiting for it you're pumped you're excited but there's still that programming in there. There's still that like, oh, what are people going to think about me or da, 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 da. And now yeah. it's sometimes really hard in stressful situations to stay in the way that you are or the way that you evolve to. It's sometimes easy to go back to like old ways. How did you mm-hmm. react to like the this is happening moment? Yeah, I think that, well, because I had you know, been a fan of Survivor almost my whole life, studied the game before I was supposed to play the year before. And then this particular season, um, the the show decided that they were just going to totally change up so much of the format. So the show's normally 39 days. This time's this time is 26 <laughs> right. days. They normally give us rations of um rice. This time they're like, no food. You can just go out and look for food yourself. And there's all sorts of twists and differences. So I show up on the beach on the first day. I'm like, this is not how I thought it was going to be. (laughs) So then I think that immediately I'm like, okay, all of my studying has to go out the window. I have to just now be in situation and kind of figure out what I need to do with the people around me. And I, and I think it came down to, yeah, just like looking at the people around me, looking at the dynamics, trying to figure out how I fit in, if I even fit in, because there were times where I for sure thought I wasn't fitting in. And I'm like, I have to just trust how I'm feeling right now. And I think that I can't remember. I remember when I was in university, I had a reading and one of the lines, it was about technology. And one of the lines was nothing needs to look and function the way it does. And I'm like, okay, just because other people have one survivor in a certain way in the past, it doesn't mean that all of the the winners journeys need to look the same. And I, you know, I mean, there were times I struggle with it. Like there'd be times I'd have confessionals and just be bawling my eyes out thinking, oh my gosh, like this is not how a winner's journey normally looks there's no way I can win. But then I'm like, okay, I have to just get that out of my system because also I don't, I'm not like any of the other winners. So I just have to play the game um, in the way that makes the most sense for me. And you're not. Cause like before the phone call, I, I pulled up like a ton of, um, I, there was like, there's all this stuff online and I, I like all the past winners in like a collage. Right. And mm-hmm. I looked at them and I mean, there's a lot, but like overwhelmingly, it's a lot of green people. So interesting. And yellows too. And and red people Mm -hmm. kind of too. So it's it is probably a certain way people win. And they do figure it out and they do find the pattern and they do but what's interesting about you and how it correlates just to purple 
is that I always tell purple people this, like, um, you're best in the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. like, and I wonder if this is, I don't know, even in your old life with your old job or whatever, like in the moment, if there was a crisis, are you better if if you plan for it? If we just like roll with it in the, in the second that it happens, you know, purple people are usually best in chaos, in the mess. They find themselves in those times anyways. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting that it played out that way for you. Now, some of your castmates, is that what you guys call each other? <laughs> some of your survivors. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Some of your castmates did figure you out, which I saw. Like I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. funny because some of them were like, "You got, we got to get Erica out. She knows yeah. she's smarter than she's pretending to be, like that." And I just thought that was mm-hmm. kind of funny because I'm like, "Oh, they see it. They see her purple. They see it's coming out." And mm-hmm. you kept saying um, that you're um, a lion in lambs, like in a lamb's fur yeah. or something. And I thought that was so perfect but what do you okay so how did you deal with people kind of calling you out like I know you're smarter than you're pretending to be or I know your game like what was that so nobody really called me out like to my face or anything but I think it's one of those things I don't know I I don't know if it's just me but I feel like on Survivor at least my experience was you can tell who's working with who you can tell kind of the hierarchy of who has power but again I don't know if that's just me because of the the personality I have but I'm like okay I can see this person doesn't want me here anymore. Yeah. And, but I can see that this person is frustrated with that person. So I think that I always would think, okay, even though I know that I'm uh, on somebody's hit list, let's say, <laughs> yeah. I'd always, I'd always know I'm like, I'm not at the top of their hit list. So I'm going to be able to maneuver this one. Or I know that there's at least one instance where I knew I was at the top and I'm like, but all these other people have an issue with the person who's really going for me. So I'm like, if I can just move this around then that person goes and I stay. That's so smart. That's like, I mean, that's like purple strategy. Like I think like anybody who's purple who's listening and has ever had an issue with work or coworkers or girl group or drama or like what, like they're like, oh, I've always been able to tell if this person says one thing to my face, but they mean something else. Or if that, if that other issue is a bigger problem than I am, so I can deal, you know, focus, deflect or whatever. I just think it's really cool that you used that to win in a lot of ways. And you got a lot of pats on the back for it. Well, mm-hmm. Okay. What did you do in the game? Okay. There was this one thing that I saw where I just have mm-hmm. to bring it up. Like you manifested like grilled cheese and chips or something. Can you ex- Yeah, <laughs> you have to explain that? Cause I thought that was so funny. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Like there were somehow things like this would happen all of the time where I would be like, Oh, I think this is going to be the reward today. And I was like, I want a sandwich and chips. I want a sandwich and chips. And I wasn't even supposed to play in that reward, but then I ended up playing in it and then I ended up winning. And I was like, oh my God, it's a sandwich and chips. But it would happen other times too. Like um, there was one time I, I was like, it's going to be a pizza party today, guys. And then we show up and the reward is a pizza party. That's crazy. Or there would be times, I mean, I can't talk about producers a lot, but I'll say there was a couple times where I would just like tell producers, I'm like, is this your birthday? And they'd be like, how did you guess that? Stop it, Erica. So I don't know what it is. And so my sister is a medium. Um, So she's a medium. Yeah. She doesn't doesn't have clients or anything. She's Mm -hmm. not practicing, but she over the last year has been able to hone her ability to communicate with the other side. And Mm -hmm. she would always tell me, she's like, you can do it too, but you're just afraid to. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't want like people talking to me. I don't know. I'm afraid, but she's like, no, no, no. She's like, if you just open yourself up, you can do it. I'm like, oh, okay. But then she, I talked to her after she's like, I think that you were like, some things were coming to you while you were out there. Yeah. You were definitely probably stripped down enough that your mouth was mm-hmm. just like not filtering spirit message. And mm-hmm. you're like asking the universe to help you. So they're like, here we go. And, and they're helping you. I think that, um, 
I also think like these little things that happen, like pizza party or, you know, I manifested this reward or something. It's kind of little, little highway markers. Sometimes the universe sends mm-hmm. like the bigger pictures happening and I'll show you how by the little, the little things that happen. Yeah. How yeah. did you keep your game straight when you're hungry? And you're tired and you're hot and you're like, whatever, Sandy, like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do, and I think it's just a metaphor for life. Like, how do we keep our manifesting game straight when we're going through something? Like, how did you do it? Yeah. I think that, I mean, also, I feel like people don't understand what hunger is like mm. on Survivor because I watched it and I thought, okay, you're going to have some tummy rumblings every now and then. And that's not what it's like. It's like you're sitting down or, or you're laying down and you stand up. And you're dizzy for about 10 seconds because oh you God. have to get your bearings. And then and then you can go about your day. And I know that there would be times where I'd be thinking something. And then what comes out of my mouth is not exactly what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, no, I, I probably sound crazy because I could feel that bridge not happening. But I think that for me, I, I wanted to just keep the mission simple, let's say. Where I was like, I don't again, I don't need to be like the best flash, not the best, but I don't need to be the flashiest person. I don't need to be the one who has all the spotlight on me. All I need to do is get to the end. And I know if I get to the end, I will have done enough to win. So I was always just like, okay, even though all there was always so much chaos happening, I feel like the TV show really simplifies how chaotic it actually is to live there and all of the scrambling and all of the planning. So there was always so much chaos, but I was like, okay, I'm like, I just have to make sure I am making the decisions that just get me here tomorrow and set me up for the next day. Just keep it simple. So you would have some sort of rundown in your head like every day or every night or something like this is the mission. Let's simplify it. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep on track. Like you're saying you would do that kind of uh, like mental game with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it helped that I had an ally who like we I had an ally, Heather. Yes. And we just truly became really good friends. Like it's hard to explain. We we truly loved each other. Oh. And I feel like the viewers didn't see enough of how this relationship came to be, but we truly loved each other. And I always knew that at least with Heather, she wasn't trying to play me or anything. And I wasn't trying to play her. We were both friends and trying to protect each other. So at least like truly, I think having someone like that in the game helped me to stay sane because I'm like, okay, even if, Maybe the information Heather is getting is correct or incorrect or whatever, but I know what she's telling me is never going to be a lie. So I will always have that point of sanity. Okay. So you had like, you found your tether to somebody. And what people might not understand too is at the end, a tribal council decides who's the winner out of... Mm-hmm. Like the remaining pe- the remaining people, which I always I think I always thought that was interesting because at the end, like yeah. the people that went home decide your fate based on mm-hmm. and and um and you got a lot of pats on the back for being a smart player and being kind of like the underdog who was like really rose up. So it, exactly mm-hmm. who you are and who you embraced in yourself the year before you went into this game, people like legitimately congratulated you for. So. Like they mm-hmm. were like, this is authentically you. We respect and we appreciate how you played it as yourself. You win, you know? And I thought that that was really, mm-hmm. I don't know. Was that very validating for you? It was. Honestly, it was because I think that there's, as you get further and further in the game, you feel like you're on this ride and you're kind of getting off of the rails and things are like almost getting out of control. So to get to the end and then to have <laughs> okay. all of yeah. my competitors who, you know, I love, but they're also all nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're on reality TV, so yeah. we're also crazy. But to have so many people say that I played the way that they wish they played, like that's so validating. Oh, that's that's nice. Um, okay. 
How did you use, I guess, your perceived weaknesses? We talked about this a little bit. You know, you're a woman. You're a woman of color. You're little. I mean, I can't see you, but you look little. You look like a little person. Like like this little girl, you know, like that. You look like you're 12. You know what I mean? Like, how did you use all of that to your advantage? And I would even say being a purple-blue aura, and especially the blue, I think a lot of people get pushed around when they're when yeah. they're that color combination and especially with the blue. How did you use those weaknesses as fuel? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was I, I always felt like I was capable of winning. I always felt like I had what it took. And I always knew that at the end when you have to vouch for yourself, I I had the skills that I needed to be able to do it because of my work as a communications manager. So I was always like, okay, <laughs> I just have to get there. Um, and at the same time, what I had experienced in my life before I had gone on the game yeah. is, okay, people see me, they see that I'm small, they see that I'm, I'm nice and trying to be accommodating mm-hmm. to people. But then as soon as I assert myself or I have an opinion that's not quite the status quo, all of a sudden I become the scariest person ever. Wow. And it's like my history of the good relationship with them kind of disappears because all of it, I don't the way that I act doesn't fit the way that I look and I become hard, hard for people to really process or wrap their head around. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I have to maintain my threat level. I have to not be a threat. So there'd be times where, you know, there's the advantage, there's the opportunity to take a risk and get an advantage. I'm like, other people could do that and they'd be fine. But because of me and how I'm perceived, if I stepped up to do it, all of a sudden I'd be public enemy number one. Mm -hmm. In fact, all those people, like you were saying before, were going for me when I wasn't even doing anything crazy. I was trying to keep it controlled. So I'm like, if I did any more, then I would have been out of there. And then I would also do things like, through working in PR, um, I understood you, different things you have to do with body language, different things you need to do with how you speak and the cadence of how you talk to make yourself seem like you have more authority. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite of that. So I would like sit with my body really small. I'd wear my hair in pigtails so I look like a kid. I changed the way that I speak amongst the castaways where I'd add all these words like like um, and then never really be definitive about anything. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take go all of my training out of the window and do the total opposite. So I just look so small and just uh, like so inconsequential. I am so like, you're like my new hero. Like I, you, no, seriously though. Like you took all the programmed BS that's in our head. Like seriously, Mm -hmm. like as a culture, when we look at other people, like you took all that and you weaponized Mm -hmm. it. You're like, okay, here, here. I'm going to use, I already know what's programmed in your brain. So I'm going to use it. And you wept, and, mm-hmm. and, and I just think that that's so inspiring for a lot of us to realize, like, if you can't do something the way other people can, then go around it, like go around yeah. it. And you went around it. And, um, and that's, that's brilliant. It's really brilliant. I mean, it's sad that it has to be like that. I guess mm-hmm. It's really sad, but it's, it's really brilliant. And okay. Life, your life has completely changed since winning Survivor, obviously. I mean, and not just yeah. winning the prize. You have new opportunities. Can you tell us, like, any of them? Are, are we allowed to know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's been so exciting because right now um, I'm working as a correspondent on Entertainment Tonight Canada. <laughs> That's crazy. And it was one of those things, as a kid, I remember I would watch Entertainment Tonight and think, I want to be one of these people on that show. Yeah. I have no idea what that meant, but I always thought that. But I think that I never wanted to say it out loud until I won Survivor. I'm like, wait, if I can win Survivor, why can't I go do something else? So I'm, I'm working on 
pivoting to where I actually want to be, which is more so working in broadcasting, being a media personality. So being, whether it's on TV or anywhere else. Um, so I have amazing people who I'm working with uh, to help me to get more opportunities like that. But I'm so excited about ET Canada. And I think about the way that I was before Survivor where I, I don't know, I would think about things that I, I'd want, but then I wouldn't want to say them out loud or really put them out there because I'd feel like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just wanted it to be, I felt like I needed to be modest or I needed mm. to be humble. Yes. And then now I understand that that's not how this works. And for whatever reason, the only thing that I would consistently tell people my whole life was, oh, I'm going to be on Survivor and win. I'm going to be on Survivor and win. Even before Canadians were eligible to be on Survivor, everybody knew I wanted to be on the show. So truly no one was surprised to see me out there. But I'm like, wait, if I was saying that and then that came true, all of these things I'm not saying, I have to start saying them and putting them out there now because that's how this is all going to start happening. Wow. So that's a lesson to all of us just say it because like if you sit there and you're like no that's too braggy or that's not humble or or I'm gonna look like um not the nice person or an enemy like you said if I say something about myself that's positive then the universe will just respond to that so you might as well just say what you want out loud and loud and proud about it okay that's Mm -hmm. a really good lesson for all of us um I also have to ask if (laughs) This is like the number one question I got. All right. So I put your picture up on um, my, uh, the podcast, Instagram, know your pod. And I was like, okay, ask questions. And Mm -hmm. this is the number one question I got. What's the potty situation? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's the top question I I get. Okay. Um, So we go in the ocean. Okay. It's called an aqua dump and toilet paper is wet sand. And I found that. I was able to multitask because I would both uh, go to the potty and take a bath at the same time. Okay. You just kind of move over a little bit and then finish the bathing process. So yeah. Funny. Oh, there'd be times where there's rough water because I we we had designated this area on the beach where there's a lot of rocks. Okay. And there'd be times where there'd be rough water. So I would go to the bathroom and then this big wave would come and then I would just, you know, see, see little bits like flying through the air and I'd have to run away to make doesn't follow. That's horrific. But listen, you did it. And I also, oh, and that's the, oh, my other question I had was the, no, I mean, to, according to what I watched when I was watching your rundown, one of your number one spheres was going to something called Exile Island, right? Like, yes. so <laughs> what is Exile Island? And then, and then it happened to you, which I think is so universe appropriate. Cause like what we fear the most always flip and happens to us. Okay. So explain Exile Island and like how you got through that and how it actually changed everything for you. Oh yeah. So Exile Island, it, it, it happens sometimes in survivor seasons. Essentially it's like a disadvantage where you have to go and live on an Island separate from all of the castaways by yourself, <gasps> usually for one night. It's and really I, scary. So it, it is scary. And I have always wanted to be on survivor, but I'm not a camper, Mm-mm. but I always thought, Oh, I'll just know how to play the game and I'll just figure out how to live. So I don't have, outdoor skills. And I would always say it's my nightmare to be on Exile Island for one night. Lo and behold, I get sent there for two nights. And I just, (laughs) I just like am crying. I, I make a fire for myself. I'm just freaking out. I'm crying. Both of the nights that I'm there, I, it's pouring rain and I don't have a shelter. So I'm just sitting up both of the nights and, um, and I'm, I'm just trying to keep this fire alive. I think 
partially. So I have a purpose. So I'm not just in a ball crying in the rain, but also because if the fire goes out, then all the wood is wet and then I can't make fire and then I won't be able to eat the next day. Those are the stakes of living on Exile Island. Wow. Um, but so two, two things that stuck out to me personally and spiritually from my time there. One is before I went on the show, my sister wrote me a letter and put it in my suitcase. She's like, you can read it when you get to Fiji. And part of the letter said, oh, if you ever need me, just look at the moon and you know, I'm with you. So when I was exiled, it was a full moon. So I just would stand there before it started to rain and just look at the moon and cry. Oh, yeah. And then um, when it was, so when it was pouring rain and I'm just sitting there trying to keep this fire alive, like I truly barely slept the two days that I was out there. I would sit there and I think, again, being crazy or too optimistic, or whatever, I think, oh, I'm not by myself because if this person at home, at home knew I was here, they'd be cheering for me. Or if this person knew, they'd be cheering for me. So I would just like sit there and like go through like a parade of faces in my head. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like people love me. People would be so happy for me to be here. So I'm fine. I'm fine. I was like the dog in the the meme, the it's fine meme with the house <laughs> yeah, on fire. Like, it's fine. Um, you were borrowing vibes. That's a big manifestation technique. Like you were borrowing mm-hmm. your sister's vibe of love and, and togetherness with you. And then all the people at home from the future who are watching mm-hmm. you. Cause like, I mean, that's like a whole thing and like feeling everyone like you can do this, Erica, you got this, come on. And then instead of breaking you, it like empowers you even more. I mean, I feel like you're really good yeah. at taking like just things that other would others would perceive as low points and taking them mm-hmm. and f- making them fuel for you, which probably does come like from what you're talking about, like a lot in your background and a lot of what you've had to do your whole life anyhow. So mm-hmm. Take, mm-hmm. I just, oh, man, okay. We yeah. Ha- you're, this is really cool. All right. I asked viewers for other questions other than the potty one. Okay. It's just, that was like the big one. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Big one. I mean, five, six, seven, Kate asks, how do you stay positive under so much pressure? I mean, and I guess this is just for life. I mean, for survivor, but also for life. Cause a lot of us are like, and how do I do that too? So how do you stay positive mm-hmm. under so much pressure? I think I was always trying to find the gratitude of being there because I think about, I'm, I'm a girl from Canada And I'm on Survivor. Like, the impossibility of that is crazy. So I think there was even a clip of me at Exile as I'm in the sand bawling my eyes out. And I'm saying, even the worst day on Survivor is still a dream come true. (laughs) So I think I was always just trying to, even though there'd be times where I'd feel like, okay, I'm in a bit of trouble here. I was always just trying to be happy that I I was there. So gratitude and finding, Mm -hmm. like, any little sparks of joy you can. Okay, L.A. Clouds asks... What are other things that you've manifested in your life? Oh, okay. So I feel like I've manifested working for ET Canada. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, oh, I got a trip to the Yukon Territory in Canada. I saw that. Which is wild. That one was, um, I had always been curious about going. And then in an interview, I had mentioned that I'd love to go one day. And then a couple weeks later, they reached out to me saying, okay, we'll send you we're not asking anything from you. We just want you to come and and have fun. And it was the best. And oh, so something else survivor related that I feel like you and the MMSF would appreciate. So in our DM thread, the first, I think the first messages were me responding to you after the 1212 meditation in 2020. And I remember, I remember doing that meditation and afterwards everybody said their hands like felt hot or something. And, and I felt that too. And when I was doing that meditation, I was p- 
picturing myself winning Survivor. And normally when you win Survivor, you're on stage, you have the two other castaways who are in the final three with you. And then they announce that you win. But when I was picturing it, it was a totally different. It was a different energy. I just felt like I was completely surrounded with people who were just going crazy. And I was like, okay, okay. That, that's interesting. Cause that's not normally what it's like. And then I actually made, I, I, I had DM'd it to you. I had yeah. made this photo. I Photoshopped Jeff revealing the winner and, and it's me. And I made that a widget on my phone. So after that meditation, I thought, okay, I have to just put this on my phone. So I would look at every day, this photo I made of Jeff announcing that I was the winner. And then time goes by because of COVID, my season of Survivor is a bit different. They reveal the winner on site. We don't go to LA and, and do that reunion the way that we normally would. So instead I had this party in Toronto where I invite probably 200 of my family and friends. We rent out this theater. I'm sitting on stage. My mom and dad are on either side of me and my siblings are all standing behind me. And then when the, the show airs and it announces that I'm the winner, Everyone went in the room, just went crazy. Oh my all my family is all around me. There's all, all the people I know are in front of me. And all of a sudden I'm thinking that was that feeling from the meditation. That was it. Oh my God, that makes me emotional. Like that's so beautiful. Like you saw it oh, and mm-hmm. you connected to it. And it was real. Girl, that's like, oh, you must, were you crying? Was everybody just hysterical? everybody was freaking like that theater i i've talked to people since then and everybody who's gone has said it it was one of the most memorable experiences because just everyone i think the build-up of seeing me in the final tribal council because i'm supposed to plead my case to the jury as to why i'm supposed to win and as they're watching me and they're seeing me do well you could just feel the emotions heighten and then when it there's finally the announcement that i'm the winner just everyone is just screaming and crying and freaking out it was honestly, one of the best experiences of my life. I think like what you were saying about people reaching out to you, how you inspire them because you're like them or you're my, you know, you, you, I thought if she can do it, I can do it, you know, cause we look the same and, and whatnot. I feel like, yeah, like it's really important that you won, you know? And so it's mm-hmm. not just, I know you know this already because you're so intuitive and you're empathic. Like it's not even just even about you. It's about what, what this can do for other people in that ripple effect and mm-hmm. that vibe. So I'm so glad you're on TV and I'm, and I really do feel that this is something that is just the beginning for you because obviously just with your energy and the way that you portray it and, and your, and the confidence that you've learned to exude because it's not cocky to be confident. It's inspiring Mm -hmm. to be confident for the people that need to know that. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like that's, it's just going to just keep going for you. More and more people are going to want to watch you and share in your journey and, and whatnot. All right. Last one. Let's see. Okay, a lot of players say they visualize winning. I guess I guess that's yeah. like a thing. Okay. Why do you think it works for some and not for others? I think that so I think that it might be they probably visualize winning in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of, and it's interesting that you say that there's a lot of red and green people who have won Survivor because I feel I totally see that. It makes so much sense to me. And I think that they probably see that logically you're supposed to do this move and then this move and then be in this way in order to get to the end and win. But the reality is you never know who you're playing with that you never know what twists are being thrown into the game. So you can't really follow what you think that path is. So I think that where people get tripped up is they're not picturing the win. They're picturing the entire path. I think for me, I was just thinking, I just need to get to the end. It doesn't matter how I get there, but as long as I get to the end. 
then I can win. That's great. So like focus on feelings, focus on the end result, let the universe take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. That's so good for people to hear and hopefully helps everybody else manifest what they need to manifest. Erica, thank you so much for coming on. Where can we find you? Give us all your places and points of contact. So right now you can find me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Erica with a K underscore cast, C-A-S. On TikTok, it's, it, I don't have that handle. Someone else has it. So it's my full name, Erica Kasupanen. And then currently I'll be on Entertainment Tonight Canada once a week talking about Survivor 42. Thank you so much for coming on, everybody. Thank you so much for staying with us. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you hung out with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.